It is the 30th of June, 2021. Big welcome to each and every one of you. So glad you are here. The Eric St. Show podcast begins now. Hi, I'm Sarah Rook Ruck Roosh, and I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast because he's an idiot, swears like a trucker, loves puppy dogs, and gave away a kidney. Now here he is, Eric Zane! All right, welcome in. Hello to you all. This is The Daily Show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Each and every day, uh, the Eric Zane Show podcast. Mitchell writes, YouTube not working. Mm. No clue. It looks like it's working for Brian. So that might be something on your end. Why don't you, uh, Tarantula Farmer, uh, instead of freaking out with a comment, solve your own damn problems. Looks like it's working for everybody else. Shut up, you big dumb ape. (laughs) Totally kidding. I don't know why I'm so aggressive today. Uh, So, yeah. No clue what's going on with that. Welcome in, though. I'm so glad you guys are here. However you're getting the show, uh, as much as I sound like a jackass most of the time, I my, my bark is certainly worse than my bite. Uh, all right. Plenty of stuff to get into today, including my dad. Well, we're not going to get into my dad. You know what I mean. That's just fake. We're, we're not going to have sex with my dad. Uh, my 87-year-old father, my dad, will be along for Dear Meathead coming up. In 56 minutes. And he's a little bit frustrated with me. I get a phone call from him yesterday. He goes, have you mailed my money? All right. Now, here's the background on this. Uh, If you remember some time ago, he had a chainsaw. And he wanted me to sell it. And uh, Tim D. uh, uh, bought it. He goes, Zane, I can use that old school chainsaw. Those things, you know, are really, that's a, that's a great chainsaw. I, I'll, I'll buy that off you. So uh, we sold it to him. And uh, he gave me the money, the dude. And then uh, I proceeded to, every time I would see my dad, forget to bring the money. So I saw him up north one time, forgot to bring the money. I went to his house for Father's Day. Hey, you got that? I was thinking, you know, here, here you got a guy, my dad, who, um, well, I mean, let's let's be perfectly honest here with the dementia his memory is, uh, he's got a few holes in the defense, if you know what I mean. So I can usually count on him, not money. No, he's not going to forget about money. So sure enough, I see him and he's like, hey, you got my money? I go, he's like, he's like Maury on Goodfellas. And I'm like, ah, uh, no, I forgot to bring it. And he, he's kind of like, okay, well, uh, he's a little bit more annoyed with me. I said, you know what I'm going to do, Dad? I'm going to go home, and I'm going to mail you a check. Okay. You know, it, it, it is cash. It's easier with cash for him. He, he actually prefers cash, but uh, I'll send you a check. Okay. Then I proceeded to hang up and do nothing. Uh, he calls me yesterday talking for about three seconds and uh he goes so uh, did you mail that money i'm like oh that i hadn't even thought about it since the last time i talked to him and i go no eric come on guy i i need that 
And I'm like, you do? And he doesn't. I mean, well, I mean, I guess I can't say for sure. I mean, he lives in a fixed income. I think it's, I don't think he's like hurting. I think he's just right. You know, he's in that spot where old people get where um, if nothing dramatic happens, the, the uh, bill's coming in. There's an equilibrium between the bills coming in and what's uh, and what is being earned. Money going out, money coming in, you know, fixed income. But he wants his money. So I'm like, Dad, I'm, I'm sorry. And, uh, well, uh, so I find out that he's going up north this weekend. And by the way, I'm going up north this weekend. I'm only going to do podcasting up to Thursday. Tomorrow. I'll give it to you then. Now, let me just tell you, if I forget this money, this $150 cash, he is going to be so pissed. So uh, I'm, I'm big on notes, you know, leaving myself notes. So this became a new note. And the, it's, the subject line is grailing. Like I, I make a list of things that I have to have for the trip. Keys to the uh, 70-year-old trailer. My dad's money is right at the top of the list. What I'm getting at is I don't leave this house without consulting this list. I got that down. So I know that as soon as it, if you make the list for any reason, uh, it's, it's going to get done. So I'm like, it's, a, it's okay, dad. I got it. I am going to bring it. You better guy. So he's a little antsy about that. I'm sure some of you might write a, uh, a, a, a fictitious question for dear meathead. For when he joins me in 52 minutes, send your questions for my dad, Eric, at ericzaneshow.com. We've got a few. Could always use more. Thank you in advance. A little bit of action this morning. I always, I've seen this happen before. I always know that there's, um, this is what I see. I let the dogs out this morning. This is a, it's the same thing every day. Get up, uh, coax Benny downstairs. It's like such a pain in the ass to get this dog to do anything. Okay. I, I wrangle these four. I let them outside. They're going to do their business and then they're, they're going to come in and eat. And then I notice something's, something's amiss. All four dogs are standing on the edge of the pool. It's an in-ground pool, and they're, they're on the edge of the pool. As they're huddled together, and they're all looking down into the pool, and I can't see what they see, but I know it's something alive. This has happened before. I've had to rescue uh, possum, squirrels, raccoons, mice, moles, rats, frogs, toads. They fall in the damn pool. And so I know that this is what's happened. And they're all like, O'Neal wants to play with this guy so bad. He's like, oh, my God, we got to help him. we got to save him. He is genuinely concerned, O'Neal. And uh, so I see this, and I go, well, all right. And I immediately grab the net, and sure enough, it's a mouse. Now, some of you might be like, you got to kill the mouse. Oh, man, there is no way in hell I am going. I would rather... I would rather uh, release the mouse and let him invade my house. I, I'm not kidding you. Than have to kill a creature. I it's it's just 
It do, it does not compute. No way. There is no way in hell. Some of you might be like, well, why didn't you just invite him in the house? Why didn't you just put him in the house? No. No, it's got to be fair game. It's got to be, okay, if there is a mouse in the house, and this probably will wind up in the house. Um, in fact, I was downstairs the other day uh, at this control box trying to figure out why I couldn't get power to a certain portion of uh, one of the whatever. I was sitting there looking at the damn panel, and then I look, and there's mouse shit everywhere on top of this uh, table. I'm like, oh, God, fuck, shit. So I got to set up some, some mouse traps. Yes, I know. That, that's weird. I will set up mouse traps. To me, that's all fair game. If they're going to be in the house, I'm going to set up the traps. But I can't actually be the one to swing the shovel and smash the mouse into oblivion. Cannot do it. No way, no how. So I put this little, this is how much of an animal lover I am with the exception of, I I know that's weird. It won't kill them, but we'll put traps out. I know. Uh, The mouse is soaking wet and I uh, put him on the grass and he's shivering. He's so cold. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So I I swear to God, this is embarrassing. No, I don't think it is. I think it's, I think it's good. I I went in and got I got a blanket, not a blanket, a towel. And uh I come back outside and I I the mouse is shivering and he doesn't want to move. He's a little bit shocked, you know? He can't believe this just happened. And I I put the mouse in the towel and I pick him up and I start to gently dry him off. I'm drying off cuz he's so sh- uh, shocked. He doesn't want to move. So I dry him off really good. Uh, I'm not touching him with my hands. And uh, I, I dry the mouse off. And then he's like, thanks, guys. I'm going to go in the house and shit in your house and eat things. Yeah, I know. It's embarrassing. Uh, I I just can't do it. Now, and, and plus, when he's in the house, the cats will find him. And my cats are indoor domestic cats. They don't. They, they, they will do everything but kill them. They will just play with them to death, which is even worse of a death for the mouse. The, the, the mouse is like, hmm, if I had to choose between a quick death from a cat uh, outside frail cat eating me or uh, a mouse trap or being played with to death, I would take anything but being played with to death because these two idiot cats in here, they don't have a killer instinct for some reason. They, they will not kill the mouse and eat it i think that's the big difference between outdoor cats and indoor cats so lincoln one-eyed lincoln and milo will not do that but outside i've got a new feral talk to you about this uh because you know after buddy bobcat face died he lost this territory with, with his death so now blackbeard the pirate has moved in blackbeard the pirate is going to kick ass and my yard is rich in critters Mice, moles, voles, squirrels, chipmunks, tons of birds. Holy shit, it's going to be a feeding frenzy for Blackbeard the pirate as he gets settled in. So that's how, that's, that's how it unfolded this morning. Um, hello to Ed Ryan from Radio Inc. Magazine. I had a nice conversation with him. This guy is a luminary in the uh, radio slash podcasting industry as a writer 
for Radio Inc. Magazine. He was kind enough when I started podcasting to do an article on your old pal Eric Zane. Uh, I think it was headlined, he, he got fired, now he's a podcaster. Really nice article way back in the day when I started doing the podcast, where I had no idea if this was even going to work. And he reached out to me, and I had a conversation with him. I don't know if he's going to write about the conversation yesterday, but we talked about the Stuttering John stuff. We talked about the Who Are These Podcasts. We talked about uh, progressing through the last two and a half years, minus radio. We talked about, am I going to get back into radio? And I, I, the answer to that was, I, I don't think so. I don't think I have uh, uh, any opportunities uh, at all. So this is kind of what I'm doing. Um and I don't know if I would even want that. I, I think, honestly, the only way, the best way for me in radio would be if I had like a, a, a job, but I, it was just secondary to this. I've said that before. This is my primary. I've kind of, I've adapted. So anything, uh, any type of radio job would, would be like gravy at this point. As long as I didn't have to uh, do anything uh, to change what i do now as long as nothing i do now changes i would consider that so who knows he also said that he wants to interview me on a facebook live this gentleman uh at ryan from radio inc and so uh a week from friday i'll be doing this show and then uh i will bring him in like i like to do from time to time and he will take so I'll have him on my show on all my platforms, and he is going to have me on his platforms. Uh, it'll, it's directed more towards people in the radio industry. So it's almost like he'll be interviewing me on my show and that type of dialogue. So it's going to be way different. That'll be at 9 a.m. a week from Friday, kind of like in the middle of our show now. But it was good talking to Ed. I, uh, uh, having that, knowing that there is at least a little bit of interest in what the hell I'm doing um, you know what? It, it helps the old brain for the Eric, for your old pal, Eric Zane, because I, I sometimes I'm like, well, you know, I mean, Jesus, everything's dry. For some reason, I get negative thoughts in my head. I start to think, oh, you're nothing but a loser. But um, we'll see. Uh, John, stuttering John is like, I'm going to set this up. I am going to set up this interview with you. And I go, all right, fine. If that's what you want to do. I pull no punches and I will uh, ask you the questions that um, everybody wants to know. First of all, are you suing Carl? That's a question I would ask him. You threaten Carl with a lawsuit. Are you actually going to sue him? Uh, what's it like getting uh, reamed in the asshole every week on who are these podcasts? How do you feel about that? Because if he says anything other than it's fine, that's absolutely hypocritical considering the shit that he did in his radio career to make a name for himself. So there's that. Whether or not he goes through with that, I don't know. But he slept off the uh, drunkenness that he indicated he had the night before. And he did not back down. He said, I am going to book this. I go, well, all right, knock yourself out. If you do it, great. If not, that's fine, too. Yesterday on the Patreon. Um, you know, I, I, I don't often talk about stuff on the Patreon and then bring them to, uh, to the free podcast. Unless it's something that you're, uh, it's, you know, kind of serious. Our beloved NFK, no filter Kevin, my wife's brother who lives with us. Um, 
for 11 months to the day. It was July 30, 2020, that the other half of the Doobie Brothers, my wife's brothers, David, passed unexpectedly in his sleep. That means that Diana's ultra-sweet, ultra-gross, lobotomized brother uh, moves in with your old pal Eric Zane. Now, for those of you who might just be uh, hearing that, you're like, what do you mean? That sounds like a terrible thing to say about someone. Uh, It's not because that's what happened. My dear brother-in-law had a uh, lobotomy on his... um, uh, what is it called again? What part of the brain? The, the right temporal lobe of his brain. He had a pretty good chunk of it taken right out of there. And, uh, well, that has uh, made it so that his filter is a little bit wonky, a little bit like Swiss cheese. Thus, no filter Kevin. Um, beloved member of the household. Uh, he moves in with us, and we help take care of him. My role is medical logistics. I speak to the doctors on his behalf, and anything medical and or uh, with his Social Security or his pension that year, and he used to work for many, many years as a maintenance man at a school, but I have to uh, take care of all these things. So... His sister, my wife, said, okay, I'm not losing another brother, and he hasn't been to the doctor in years, so we got to get him up to speed on all these things. So you got to take care of this. Okay, great. So everything from his feet to his, uh, uh, his neurologist to his general uh, family doctor, he, he had none of that when he moves here. Okay, so, and he doesn't like going to the doctor, so I have to handle all this stuff. No problem. So we have gotten quite involved in uh, getting his medical care uh, up to snuff. And uh, frankly, uh, the doctor said he's actually in very, very good health. He's 59 years old, but he has this issue where the legs and the hands and the arms and the feet, they don't work like yours and mine. There's a, a, a deadened nerves. Can't They don't work. At his hands, like only the thumb and the uh, index finger work. And there's all, there's all sorts of little wonky bits of wonkiness that we have to take care of. So we're trying to track that down. And the way it, you know, of course, goes is you got to go to your first, your family doctor. And he goes, oh, okay, I'm going to refer you to this guy refer to this guy and the guy's okay yeah i'm gonna i i i want an mri done so that was just the other day we had the mri done and uh the doctor uh he calls me up he goes this is what i've learned with the mri and uh and i and i read it first because it comes in on a little like message and he's got numerous uh, uh spinal incongruencies where basically his spine looks like a a friggin puzzle where you dump it on the ground and go, all right put the puzzle back together it's it's pretty screwed up but all of it is pretty navigable, not the end of the world, bulging disc here, uh, out of alignment there, uh, you know, whatever. But the one spot in particular, between, uh, I think it's like C4 or something like that, uh, cervical vertebrae 4, it's flat. The spine is flat because the, um, the way those vertebrae work out, it's, it's putting a huge amount of pressure because of something going on, the uh, stenosis or narrowing of the spine. Something happened that damaged that 
area of the neck. And he goes, okay, now I can't guarantee that if I go, if we go in there and a surgeon does a rotor-rooter job and makes the uh, spine the way it's supposed to be, I can't guarantee it's going to bring everything back. But what we're hoping to do is keep this from getting worse because the NFK could have continued failings of his extremities and then, you know, he can't have a bowel movement or he poops his pants. And I said on the Patreon, well, he already does that. So, I mean, no big deal. And uh, problems with his bladder. And all. I'm like, okay, yeah, great. You know, I'm kidding. But uh, but no, he, no, I'm not. He, he craps his pants. But anyway, uh, so, you know, I got to break the news to him. I go, hey, buddy. So this is the way it is. Your spine is supposed to be like a, a opening where the uh, spinal cord goes all the way through and, and good to go, but yours is really screwed up and your spine is, is completely flat and compressed, your spinal cord. And uh, they said that that could be the problem. So we got to go in there. And I go, and he's like, and he's like, all, all into it. And I go, so you're going to be fine. They they think that they, that might be the problem. So uh, good news, bad news. You're, bad news, you're going to need a surgery. Good news, you don't have to quit drinking. You don't have to quit drinking the ham's beer. Whew. Uh, at least as far as we know right now. So uh, then they all right, now we're going to send you off to the surgeon. So the surgeon has to call up, and we have to schedule that, and off we go. This is a process. This is a process. And then he went to celebrate by unloading the Ham's Beer shit cannon. And I'm not kidding you. He goes, oh, okay, great. And then he went right to the bathroom, and then I heard it. <laughs> the creamiest of blasts yet and i'm like oh my god and it was bad because he got out of there and he went right to the spot where the cleaning chemicals are and grabbed like the the freaking lysol and the paper towel and he heads back and i go you're learning you're cleaning it up thank you because that isn't i shouldn't have to do that so there you go that's the update that's the update update on the nfk the multi-talented nfk so sweet so kind uh thomas says is this uh didn't you rip a fart in the car that destroyed him in fact thomas i'm so glad you bring that up i told that story probably the best retelling of that story one week ago does anybody remember what day that was so thomas can go back i don't want to i'm not telling it again yes that is the guy the hot zester oh Very good. I'm getting uh, tips about what I should have done uh, with the mouse. Meyer bags work. Eric is automatically going to heaven. Nick, sick fuck. Right, you could have just held him under until the bubble stopped. Yeah, I hope you're joking. I cannot imagine ever doing something like that. You fucking pigs. Grab a bag and pretend you're David about to fight Goliath and send him over the fence to the neighbor's yard. That's just torture. Uh, why would I do that? Bleeding heart Brian, Meyer bags work. Shut up, Brian. Yeah, and, and besides, guys, you got to understand, a mouse is remarkably similar to a hamster. And, you know, I am beyond traumatized from when I had to euthanize that hamster. And I, I it's even just bringing it up with you, I'm now going to have that, uh, that recurring dream. I can't. That 
took so much out of me to euthanize that little guy. I was absolutely wrecked. And uh, so, yeah, I, uh, you, you're, you're all just ridiculous. And the fact that you all take great joy when I tell that story about how I had to euthanize that hamster. And no, not, now is not the time. I'm not going to tell it now. It's, I've, I've told that story many, many times. And I'm not, I'm not um, opposed to telling it again. I just I don't have the strength right now. Okay? I, I am not kidding you when I say I have to work myself up to tell that story. Okay. I'm getting several of you suggesting that I tell that story again. Kenny writes, euthanize, put in a bag, and throw at tree. Yeah, that's, that's euthanasia, idiot. Uh, death because it is dying, you want to end it quickly. That is, the, that is the definition of euthanasia, but you're too stupid to understand that. That was a bad day. I'm guessing the year was 1991. Stevie says stop. Adam says been here over a year, never heard the high impact hamster story. All right, I'm going to tell the story. So if, if you're triggered, you're going to have to go away for a few minutes. And then come on back. I'm going to tell that just because you dicks are demanding it. And I understand. I, I, I know that this is a funny, amazing story. I know that. And I'm all about the funny. So I will. Um, Stevie says, okay, bye. Yeah, you're just going to have to come back. You know what? I'll send you a text, Stevie. I will send you a text when I'm done telling that story. Hold on a second. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. Text Stevie. What do you want to say? I will text you when I'm done telling this story. Period. I love you forever. Period. Your message to Steve I says, I will text you when I'm done telling the story. I love you forever. Ready to send it? Yes. Okay, it's sent. Josh writes, can, uh, can Cats in the Cradle be playing in the background? Hey, Dad, why is he hot? Now, this isn't that story. But thanks for bringing that one up, too, idiot. And I can't play music like that on the podcast. I'll get muted. I walk into the apartment. I'm living with the queen of the forest. We're not yet married. Um, Timber Creek Apartments in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Still there to this day. Uh, about five years ago, I went back and drove to the exact spot and looked at the exact tree that is involved in this story. Why? I don't know. Uh, come, I was, Diane and I were both working at McDonald's at the time. I was a cook. She worked the counter. 
okay? Uh, I was also working in radio at a radio station called Z93. My first radio job. I think combined, Diana and I made about $21,000 a year. Come walking into the uh, one-bedroom apartment that we lived in. I remember the rent. It was $385 a month for this place. And something's wrong. During the day, the hamster sleeps in a ball. For him to be sprawled out and awake and panting is not good. All right? And I go, whoa, what's up with this guy? Hey, guy, what's up with this guy? So uh, I open up the thing and I, I pick him up. And, you know, the only way to describe this is uh, green ooze asshole. There is a green ooze leaking out of his asshole. Now, I am not a vet. But only an idiot would not be able to figure out that this is a terminal case of death. <laughs> there is, there is, you won't survive if you're a little, and they only live like two and a half years. I am, you know, I cannot, shit. And he's in great discomfort. So I'm like, what the fuck, man? I cannot, I just can't do it. I can't just let him die. I got to actually speed this process up. Now, I don't know why I thought that I was just a mess. So I started to drink. And I said I need to be drunk in order to carry this out. This is before, this is years before I stopped drinking. Which, by the way, 25 years this month. I don't know what day of the week or what day of the month in June that it was. But I'm now past 25 years. Incredible. I'm not patting myself in the back. I just can't believe it's been that long because I swear to God, I've talked about this on the Patreon. I have had times where I've thought I've drank, like heavily. And it's, I've gone for days after thinking, you blew it, but I didn't. It was just a dream. Really strange. Well, this is well before that, so let's drink. MGD, Miller Genuine Draft. After midnight, we're going to let it all hang out. <laughs> Glug, 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 glug. And then it's time. Now, my first plan was I'm going to put him in a box, cut a hole in the side, and attach him to the exhaust pipe of the car and give him the old carbon monoxide death. But there's a lot of weird... There's no way that was going to work. He's probably going to catch on fire. I mean, seriously, this is a bad idea. So I abandoned that. I'm just going to put him in this plastic um, grocery bag with the little hoops for handles, you know. And I'm going to go out into the area. Uh, it's like this little patch of woods. And that's where he's going to meet his fate. So, drunk, wander out. And I cannot believe I didn't have the foresight to think that the next step wasn't going to happen. Here I am uh, in an area with all these branches. Of course, the next thing that happens happened because, you know, there's branches 
And what I'm doing is uh, putting, I'm introducing to the branches something that wants to be hung up on the branches. A bag with just a little bit of weight in it. And so I swing him around like uh, when Thor does that with his hammer. And I fling it up into the air as hard as I can. And it goes way up. And, uh, and, and, you know, he's leading, he's at the, uh, at the bottom of the bag, but it's flying straight up, you know? And, um, the bag goes up and then it hits the highest point and then it, it, he starts to like, uh, come down and then the, the hoop of the bags catches the top branch of this, the only of the biggest tree there and, and, and grabs it. So then it just stops. It just, it's hanging pluck. And I'm like, oh, my God. And this has, hasn't, you know, done anything to the hamster but made it think it was on a crazy-ass ride. And I can see it moving, and I'm like, oh, my God. So then I have to scurry up the tree as best I can. And then once I get up there, I'm kind of trying to rock the tree, and I'm crying now. And... uh eventually it comes loose and he, he comes to the ground and that did not kill him though, because yeah, he did fall a long way, but the bag flapping behind him, like uh, slows his slows the speed down. It's a relatively light creature. So, and he lands on, on like, uh, you know, brush. So he just gently, and he's probably like, Oh, this is a nice soft spot to die. I think I'll just lay here. This is, this is much better. This is a very comfortable way to pass, pass into the afterlife of the hamster world. I'm, I'm so looking forward to see my gazillion of uh, hamster friends at the rainbow hamster bridge. Uh, I'm so happy that my benevolent owner has decided to let me pass in a very gentle way. What? Why am I being picked up and spun around again? Like Thor's hammer. And so what I did, I picked him right up and I said, I'm swinging him and then I let him go. But this time, not into the air, straight, uh, horizontal. Okay. And he was, it was like he was shot out of a cannon and he, he just goes flying. And then, uh, the next thing you know, he hit a tree and it was and he hit it good. And man, the, in the bag, you see this explosion uh, and this horrible uh, uh, thudding sound and this d- wet cracking of all of his internal organs just goes splatter fast on the inside of the bag. And some of it leaks out, hits the side of the tree. All this hamster juice is just like... <sighs> You know, all over the tree. I'm like, oh, my God, I fucking murdered him. I'm such an asshole. Holy shit. And here's the thing. He might not have been dead. I'm pretty sure it was dead, but he might not have been. But I couldn't take it, and I ran away like a bitch. I actually ran away going, oh, my God. I ran back in the, into the apartment and then drank, drank more until I puked. Diana comes over. Oh, my God. I didn't kill Richie. Oh, that was it. Kent writes, dear meathead, what is the best way to euthanize a hamster? Put it in a bag and throw it at a tree or put it in a box and attach it to my tailpipe? Asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
Derek writes, is he okay? Thomas says, great story, man, never gets old. Yeah, whatever. For you, maybe. Uh, Tyler says, I'm curious to hear Diana's perspective from this day. It's not a bad idea. She was not there for this. if I'd bring her in here. <sighs> Adam writes, wow, brutal story. Melissa says, I'm crying too, just not for the same reason, you sick bitch. You sick, sick fucking MAGA-hatted bitch. Fucking animals. Hello. Hi, honey, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I've been better. What's the matter? I just had to tell the story about when I had to euthanize that hamster at Timber Creek Apartments. Oh, you had to retell that one? Yeah, these assholes, uh, they, they, they make me do things. And uh, the, today was that day. Hmm. We have a new listener named Thomas who is here for the first time. Thomas, uh, he says, hello to you, Diana. Well, hello, Thomas. Where's Thomas from? I'm not sure. He says, did I hear you say your dad is coming on? Yes, Thomas. Uh, in 20 minutes, dad will be here. Ask Thomas where he's from. You just did. Where's he from? Well, I'm waiting to hear back. I'm just, you know, I. Oh. He, he, since you're talking, he can hear you. Oh, he can? Oh. Well, yeah. Do you think I'm just talking to you and, they, and I'm just doing a <laughs> podcast and they can't hear you? This is true. He's from the Jersey Shore. Oh, shucks. He can't probably come to the Zaniac Bash then. You never know, Thomas. Or you never know, Dinah. He, uh, Thomas is in Ocean County, where we, you know, where we used to live. Yeah, that wonderful, wonderful state of New Jersey. You don't like New Jersey? Is it? Right. Uh, well, I mean, you, you used to not. Uh, you probably like it now, right? I wouldn't mind visiting, I guess. There was a time when you were not happy with that place. No. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I would like the audience would like to know from that day uh -huh. from that day with the hamster. Uh, what is your perspective from your end as to how that day went? What do you recall from that day? Because I you weren't there. No. But I, the only thing I remember, and I don't remember it real clearly, but the only thing I can remember is he was, like, s suffering but wouldn't die. I think we even took him to the vet, didn't we? No. Well, I thought we did. Um, but he was suffering and, wouldn't, and just would not die. That's all I remember. And then I remember you having to do the deed to get him right. out of I had suffering. To, I had to euthanize it, but you were not there, and I drank. Do you remember you came home, coming home and seeing me or, or interacting with me in any way? Not really. That's so long ago. I it, don't remember. It is as vivid now to me as it was the day it happened. 
really. I do remember the go though going like for walks or going out there and seeing the bag hanging. Well, oh. <laughs> like like in the spot, like in the tree, yeah. <laughs> well, I I I don't uh, I avoided that, so I don't recall that. Yeah, uh, it was bad. Yeah, wow. Uh, we weren't even married then. We weren't. Yeah, we were. Oh, you Maybe know, not. no, no, we were because. Um, okay, I had then the, the, my timeline is screwed up. I said 1991. It couldn't have been 1991 because we were married. We were married yeah. when we lived in that house prior to Timber Creek, and yeah. uh, and then we moved. Okay, so I'm guessing this was 1993, 1994. Because mm. we were married in 92. Yeah, but uh, did we buy that house before Jim was born? Uh, we bought the house and moved in right at the time Jim was born. That was That's way right. down the so road. That was, yeah, so that was 95. Right. Yes, this was probably, yeah. So it was probably 93, 94. I have an urge to go back to Midland and buy that damn house. I want that house that we lived in. I actually had a dream about it the other night. Really? I don't know why. I have a I have a real um for all of the homes we lived in, I wish I had them. All the home all the homes? All of them. Every single Even one. Even the of one them. in Tennessee? Even the one in Tennessee. Especially the one in Tennessee. That's a wonderful place to live. I know. I wish I was back there. No, you don't. Come on now. If, yes, you, I do. if we ever moved to Tennessee, um, we would lose all. We would be leaving all of our great. We have friends there, but we would be losing all our friends here. I mean, we would be we, we'd be separate from them for a long period of time. I don't know if I can handle that. Our roots no, are yeah. our roots are so deep where we're at right now. This is true. You know, people yeah. people wouldn't wouldn't allow it. Can you imagine trying to explain to Sherry that you're leaving her? <laughs> She'd have a heart attack. I know it. Well, we 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 could uh, just make that our like when when we when we retire, we can just make that our like we can go there for like a month. Uh, show, show scumbag Dean writes. What about me, Pooh? What about him? Oh, about leaving him? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do that. What do you mean you couldn't do that? Couldn't leave Dean. Come on, yes, you could. <laughs> what the fuck are you guys having sex? <laughs> no. Dean, stay away. Stay the fuck away. Is Dean coming to the to the Zaniac? I, I God, I hope not. I think he's gonna like be the cool boy yeah. in his yeah. speedo yeah. and whatever. No, stop. You bunch of couple of assholes. What a bunch of <laughs> sick fucks you guys are. <laughs> Made every second of that. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. That's it. This All right. I will talk to you later. Okay. Okay. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye. Yeah. Queen of the Forest is brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Hey, Siri. Hmm? Text Stevie. What do you want to say? Hello, period. I am no longer talking about animal death, period. It is now safe to join the podcast again, period. I love you forever, period.
Your message to Steve I says hello. I'm no longer talking about animal death. It is now safe to join the podcast again. I love you forever. Ready to send it? Yes. Okay. It's sent. Um, little research for uh, Thomas on the Jersey Shore. Where in Ocean County? I mean, I know that plays like the back of my hand. So where are you in Ocean County, New Jersey? You realize I'll be in New Jersey in a few weeks. You can be part of our uh, Zaniac New Jersey get-together. Details forthcoming. Um, How did you discover the show, Thomas? Take me through that. You know, that's the hardest part of this. Uh, Brick! (laughs) Brick, New Jersey. Uh... How in the, I mean, you know, he says, dude, WTF, FBHW. You know, I, I mean, I know you know me from FBHW, but uh, not everybody knows about the podcast. So did you know about the podcast and just suddenly just decided I'm going to check it out? Or did you just stumble upon it? Uh, he says, I met you uh, several times. Well, I can't remember that. Gives me his address. He actually gave me his address. He answers yes. Well, I asked you several questions. I can't know what your one-word answer, uh, what that applies to. Would you please give me actually a description as to how you uh, started joining me on the podcast? More than just a one-word answer, Thomas. I don't even know why. Why am I bothering to ask this? I'm such an asshole. I met him at a live show. At a place called River Rock. Welcome, Thomas. And anybody else who happens to be uh, getting the show for like the first time or the second time. Or you just don't come here that much. All right. I am inviting you to go to my website, ericsaintshow.com and shop for a t-shirt. Thank you so much. Every little bit helps. And I love people wearing my t-shirt. Uh, click on merch and shop away. We have nine different designs, uh, 27 different T-shirt colors, ladies' cuts uh, from uh, small to like 5XL, all sorts of different sizes, tank tops, um, and just about anything under the sun uh, for merch that you can have, even stickers, which, by the way, they're paper, but I've had one. Uh, Jacqueline has one in the back of her car for the past six months and it has not faded at all Uh, though a paper sticker it seems to have a real bit of staying power and they're only $2.50 for God's sake for a sticker so there you go all at ericsaintshow.com the open of this show is brought to you by Horizon Hydroponics, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com for your growing season and anything at all that you need for a bountiful harvest of uh, lettuce, tomatoes, onions. Maybe you like the best flowers or the biggest, best cannabis around. Horizon Hydroponics is all you need. These are experts who work there who know everything there is to know about a amazing harvest. Any type of advice you need, Horizon Hydroponics. Now, a lot of people through their online platform 
uh, buy it that way, and they save 10% when they use the coupon code ZANESHOW. Shipped anywhere in the USA for free for orders 250 and over, and some of this stuff's pretty pricey, so it's pretty easy to get uh, 250 and over. So I suggest you save up your shopping list and buy it all at once. Uh, get over that 250 threshold. The shipping is free. Again, coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout. You can also pick it up at one of their uh, brick-and-mortar locations and still save 10% with the uh, coupon code ZANESHOW. So if you want to buy it online and then pick it up at either the Alpine store in Grand Rapids, the Growers Outlet in Byron Center, Kalamazoo, Michigan, or Lansing, Michigan, you can do that. And as always, call ahead if you need advice as to what to buy. You can do that. Or just go into the store and say hi and pick their brain. They're fun to hang out with and just say hi to and shop because they usually listen into some jam band like the Allman Brothers or the Grateful Dead or Fish or Widespread Panic. It's cool music, cool people. Awesome. Horizonhydroponics.com. My pal Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling is, uh, well, he's amazing. And this is really simple. Um, if you need a new air conditioner, or maybe your first air conditioner, you're going to upgrade your home. You're increasing the value of your home right there with that. And your house is going to be absolutely awesomely cool during these warm summer months. And you are in West Michigan. Consider this. Call two other companies and get an estimate. This will all take you a few days and you know, work out the logistics of people going through your house, checking it out. They're, each, each of these people, these two companies are going to give you an estimate. Have Joe come in last. He'll beat it. If he doesn't say, hey, fucker, Eric Zane said you're going to beat this one, and then he will. It's that simple. So you're getting the lowest price possible, the most professional service there is, installing the best equipment, comfort maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners, and you're helping a show sponsor and helping me. It's that simple. That's how it works. All right? Call or text 616-516-8579. That's 616-516-8579 for Joe Martinez from A&E. Heating and cooling. I want to play for you the audio, and for those of you enjoying the live stream, the video of what I described um, for you as um, my um, interaction with professional wrestler Keith Cream. Keith Cream. Walks out on Sunday night. I'm sitting next to Ben Glaze, Stu McAllister, uh, Jeremy, and Rico. Keith Cream has been tipped off that I am there, and he's going to talk shit to your old pal Eric Zane. I was not expecting this. In fact, I reached out to um, Josh Raymond, who runs um, Independence Pro Wrestling. I said, I'm going to talk shit to all your wrestlers. Well, Keith Cream is not about to be intimidated because he walks out and he makes a beeline for your old pal Eric Zane and starts talking shit about my nose and try making me uncomfortable. And so I have a uh, about a two-minute clip that I'm going to play for you. And uh, the audio is nah, not going to translate as much as I'd like it to, uh, but that's okay because in the show notes of this podcast, I'm going to put 
this exact clip for you to check it out okay so you're gonna have to bear with it yeah there is some of it that will translate like he's making jokes about my my nose but when the physical things happen you won't be able to tell what's going on all you need to know is that he walks out he walks up to me starts talking shit about my nose i'm uncomfortable okay and then um as that goes he then gets in the ring said talks more shit he's wrestling colonel of the clapping butt cheeks whatever the fuck he is the dude with the afro and then uh there's a moment when the colonel uh does some crazy maneuver on keith cream he goes flying out of the ring and sits on my lap which is just the grossest thing ever this hot sweaty 205 pound uh built like a damn fire hydrant man he's like five foot one 205 pounds sits on my lap I push this little pig away and then the colonel comes flying at him and hits him and he goes flying right back into me. It was terrible. All right. So let me share the screen with you so you can see how this shit happened. Uh, Thank you to the folks at Independence uh, Pro Wrestling for posting this nonsense. All right. This is how it went just the other night. Check this out. I didn't want to see his dick. It was right in my face. Away. I said, I said, thank you, tattoo. Now, besides Big Nose over there, okay. he's talking to the microphone. Seriously, talking to the microphone, referring to me as Big Nose and Big Bird and all this shit, like right to my face, and everybody's like, ah, hi, you stupid asshole. His nose is right there. Look at that thing. Look at this guy, Colonel Clapping Cheeks or whatever the hell. I keep screwing up his name. He's got to work on the name. He's a, he's a young wrestler who's kind of just being trained, but he's got the, he's a great character, huge fro. And what he does is he's the guy who holds up his finger and his other hand. He does this. He's doing the dick and the vagina, dick in the whole thing. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of sexuality and androgyny and and gaiety. This may have been the gayest wrestling event that has ever occurred in modern history there was so much gayness in this thing you wouldn't believe it not that there's anything wrong with that i mean i was sitting next to my two gayest friends in america jeremy and rico so i'm all about the gays look at he's all disgusted with me he can't he's looking at my nose watch this i seriously hope you don't do cocaine okay and then you know uh, hold on a second. I just screwed this whole thing up. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. Hey, sir, I love your nose. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now watch this. They're doing their thing. He throws them. Guy, look at. He's sitting on my lap. Yeah, here 
Get out of here, you creep. What just? Oh, no. Oh, then he goes flying at me and he hits me. There's everybody's laughing in my face. Get out of here. my god so that's how it unfolded at uh independence pro wrestling incredible oh man so i can't wait to go to the next one it's going to be on that bat uh not battleship that uh, uh the ship they have in muskegon i don't know it's actually going to be on a ship oh everybody is talking about my socks I wear my socks high. They're like, God, you look like you're you're a hundred years old. I say, like, Well, I like wearing my socks high. That's that's uh, that's what you do when you're as old as I am. You you must you got to embrace that shit. You can't. There's nothing worse than a than a person who tries to. I don't think socks make you look young. By the way, I don't know why I'm trying to position this in any way, shape, or form. It looks ridiculous. I wear my socks like a jackass. All right, so on the audio podcast, uh, it's already up, actually, uh, at ericsaintshow.com, but if you, uh, you want to just check it out, I'll, I'll link it up in the show notes of the podcast. Dirk writes, is Stu okay? His, his skin tone looks about as gray as your hair. He doesn't, he's not outside much. He's always like uh, working. He's driving the stupid vehicle, delivering the Dippin' Dots. So I don't know how much sun Stu gets. You know, I, uh, since my skin tone, I, as soon as I get outside, I immediately turn as brown as Ernie. So n- next to Stu, I look like a black guy. Uh, Dear Media, brought to you by JM Synthetics at jmsynthetics.com. Good morning. Hi, Dad. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. I, actually, too early to tell. I got up about a half hour ago. <laughs> oh, yeah? You uh, uh, slept in, huh? Not that I slept in, but I was just laying in the bed and just all kinds of stupid thoughts go through your mind, you know, when you're not sleeping. So I was sharing with the audience uh, that um, we'll be seeing each other this weekend, apparently, huh? Yes, yes, absolutely, not apparently. Excellent, excellent. Uh you know, and uh, one of the things, uh, you know, you, you're, you're probably wanting your money. You were breaking my balls about that. I am so sorry I forgot to send you the cash. Yeah, I kept thinking that you probably lent it to somebody else, <laughs> and uh, you're earning the profits off of it. Yeah, Dad, sorry. I'm, I'm kind of a jackass. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pass that along to you when I see you. I'm sure you, you will. Yeah. I have no problem with that. So are you going up Thursday or Friday? Have you figured that part out? We're going tomorrow. Okay, good. Okay. That's Thursday, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday, All right. Wednesday. All right. Very, very good. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so, Me too, honey. So, Dad, uh, this morning I found uh, a mouse. Okay? I found a mouse in the pool, and uh, I didn't have the heart to let it drown, and I couldn't, like, kill it or anything, so I just kind of let it go in the in the yard uh what do you well, first of all what do you think about that 
Well, it's very kind that you let him live, uh, number one. Uh, number two, the problem with that is that they could have an opportunity to travel into your home or maybe even have babies and start to ma- uh, multiply. Yeah. Uh, since you're such a kind person, uh, the only thing that I suggest is if you have a way of trapping it, trap it and take it out in a, some other way out there in the woods or so. Or take it up north. No, don't take it up north. Yeah, there's enough mice up there. I, You know, the funny thing is I don't have a problem setting up mouse traps, which does, in fact, kill them. I just can't do it myself. I have to let the trap do it. Well, I, I, if, if, you don't, if you're such a lover of animals and things like that, which I think you are, I know, I know, I don't think, I know you are, you just trap it to keep it alive and take it out somewhere out there now. Yeah. Isolated area or other country or something, and mm-hmm. then let it loose. Uh, Th- Thomas is new for us, Dad. He's on the he's on the Jersey Shore, and he writes. Uh, he hasn't been in uh, in this show to hear you talk in quite some time, and he writes, "Your dad rules. He loves you. He is." Uh, oh, I love him back. That's wonderful. Honey. That's wonderful. Yeah, maybe he can get one of your T-shirts. All right. <laughs> I, I'll even pay for it. Wow. All right. Yeah, well, you know, you got an extra 150 bucks for me, hopefully, if I don't forget it. What's that for? Oh, oh, I get it. Yeah, Dad, I, I swear to God, I am not going to forget the money. Yeah, hurry up. Well, you, we're starving here. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Um, okay, so now let me, let me, let me ask you this. Uh when it comes to uh, mice, do you, I mean, what do you recommend to get rid of them? What's what's the best way to do this, Dad? Well, ordinarily, I would trap them. Like, just, you know, like regular? And then, uh, I never had the, I mean, in a long, long time, I never had an issue with mice. So I don't remember how it went once in the years past, but I never had a big deal with them. Uh, I don't think I ever caught one around the house. Uh, you know, I am still struggling. I'm, in this house. I'm still struggling up north. I still every time I go there, I find another mouse in the trap. Oh, definitely, no I, doubt in my mind. I have not been able to locate where they are getting in. Uh, somebody suggested sprink, uh, sprinkling like chili powder around the residence. Uh, there's, I mean, there's tons of different uh, things that I have been su- that people have suggested about keeping the well, mouse away. Quite some time ago, you told me that you found the source that they're getting in the house. I thought, I thought, and I well, it seems like every time I go up there, there's there's a new spot that they could possibly be getting in through. I'm quite surprised because I, I was uh, kind of involved with that for years and years and years. I never could find the source of them. Damn it! And uh, I I used to there's a drawer in a, in a trailer on the bottom drawer. Oh yeah. We used to find the droppings, so there were kind of hanging around there uh but uh i could never really tra- I, I trapped them a couple of times yeah, wait a minute yeah. what would you under the sink is where they hang around you oh yeah i know i know it oh okay. i would just put some traps in there and let them die what about the electrical cord uh, electrical, what's electrical cord yeah they they chew on it John says electrical cord that goes out uh, yeah, yeah, outside. Yeah. Yep, yep, absolutely. I, I don't. They can't climb like that, can they? They, they climb the cord. Oh, they're they're yeah, yeah. They can get in. They're they're very resourceful. They're very resilient, as you would say. 
Wow. Uh, maybe uh, on that pole that they're going up, uh, you put some kind of sticky thing that they, they get their legs uh, caught on there. <laughs> they get stuck. Sticky things on the pole. Uh, on that uh, wire cord, you know. All right, so put, like, a glue on the power cord. Right, glue. And let them die. I mean, hey, that's, that's, come on. Like, kindness can go so far. Yeah. All right. I got it. I'm, I'm going to write this down. Uh, put glue all over the uh, incoming power line. Right. Right. And uh, they, you have an area because I know there's two ends of that trailer. you got a connection of wires. Don't you? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So grease them up uh, or, or glue them up. Yes. Uh, glue. All right. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how it goes after I pour glue on the power cord. Yeah, well, of course, we'll be out there. We're trying to put different traps. I don't know if uh, Joanne is sold on your idea of gluing uh, the power. She's cranking up. She thinks it's a, it's a laughing matter. Yeah. It's a serious business. <laughs> All right, Dad. Andy writes this. Dear Meathead, my friend Jake always wears a Speedo with an American flag pattern when we're on the boat for the 4th of July weekend. How do I politely tell him no one wants to see his package? Love the uh, and then he says uh, that he loves the show and he uh, and he wants your thoughts on it. So the, well, he's he's got a buddy. He's got he's got a buddy. Where's the speedo? Wants to see it. It's disrespecting the flag. I see. What do you what do you mean by that, Dad? I mean to wear a speedo with the American flag on it. Yeah, it doesn't make common sense. You're disrespecting the flag of the United States. That's my thought. Okay. I would never wear that. Dad, uh, in that vein... Am I, am I understanding what I'm saying? No, no, no. I, yeah, I, abs- I absolutely. I think it makes perfect sense. I was just letting you say it. I, I, I have a follow-up question. There was an athlete uh, who, for the Olympic trials, who... Um, she came in third place, and they were giving her the uh, uh, medal, and she's going to be on the Olympic team coming up in a few weeks here. And um, they played the national anthem, and she turned yeah. she turned her back on the anthem, on the flag. Because you know how everybody turns towards the flag, puts their hand in their heart? Well, she has a problem with uh, uh, racial inequality. So and she's black. She, her name's Gwen Berry. She turned her back to the flag and said, I don't even want to look at it. This flag does not represent me. What do you think about that during the national anthem? You know, that's about as dumb a comment as I can believe. What do you mean it doesn't represent her that, or him? That's what, it's a her. She, uh, it's, she, a her. It, it's a flag of the United States of America. You live in that country under that flag. Why don't you respect that? Just that. I respect the flag of the United States. I treat it really royalty when I occasionally took twice a year I set it up. I didn't do it this year for some reason or other. We were not home. But uh, I will not let that thing even touch the ground. Yeah, I think what she's saying is uh, she doesn't, uh, she thinks that the country is in a bad spot when it comes to uh, racism. The country is comprised of human beings. When you don't 
agree to do that, what, what's the difference between you and the guy that deliberately does that? All right. Hey, Am I making sense? No, no, not at all. Wait, he or she doesn't respect the flag. Okay. Yeah, Dad, you know. What's, a, what's her difference than the person that deliberately does that? All right. So she is uh, She's doing that. You think that's a problem. People who uh, don't stand there and salute the flag, that's, that's, a, that's a big issue, you're saying. Uh, well, I don't salute the flag. I put my hand on my chest. Yeah, yeah, of course. Now, Dad, uh, I, I was just writing down some notes, and in your breakdown, one of the things that stood, uh, stood out to me was the line, the country is comprised of human beings. Yes. <laughs> and the human beings are taught yes. from childhood yes. that they, we have a flag of the United States of America. You're darn right. And we live under that flag. Now, how important is it? Very good, Dad. Do we respect it or disrespect it? Okay. Uh, Dad, Mark writes this. Good morning, Meathead. I hope the summer's going well for you. My wife and I have recently been getting into... Uh, Clint Eastwood movies. What is your favorite Western with Clint Eastwood in it? Wait a minute. What about Clint Eastwood? He wants to know what your favorite Clint Eastwood movie is. Oh, God, I couldn't even think about it. You remember the one when he had the ape? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that was one of the good ones. Yeah, remember Right Turn Clyde? Right, right, right. The, right, the, okay. the you, monkey you, would punch the guy. in my memories now. Yeah, know, yeah. Good. Right turn, Clyde. That was uh, every which way but loose. That, that was great. That was, that, one was one of, of I, that was a favorite. I remember you took me to see that movie at the Rialto Theater in Grayling, yes. and you thought you laughed like for an hour uh, at at that exact moment. Every time that monkey would punch the guy in the face. <laughs> All right. Mike writes. Yes, I recall that. Man, you got a memory of an ox. (laughs) Those are good times, Dad. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Mike writes this. Dear Meathead, I have a friend uh, who is uh, uh, very good at selling things, and I had him sell something for me. He sold it months ago and has had the money for a very long time. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know why, but every time I see him, he forgets to pay me. Uh, He promises each time to bring it, but when we meet face-to-face, it's always the same story. Recently, he decided he'd send me a check instead, but again forgot to put it in the mail. (laughs) Will I ever get my money, or should I just write this guy off as a friend? Well, I have a question. How close does he live to his house, that friend of his? I'm not sure. I think if about... Close and I'll drive over there. I'm not going to tell him I'm coming to get the money. I, I need it very badly. Yeah, I, I think... I want it in my pocket rather than your pocket, and it's my thing that you yeah. sold it or whatever it is. I want that money. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you got to get serious. And tell him, friendship or no friendship, I trust it in you. Yeah. Sell that and give me the money. I think the one guy lives in Hudsonville, Michigan, and the other guy lives in Shelby Township, Michigan. Well, then you give me his address. I'll go collect it and get it back to him. You're damn right. 
from? <laughs> it could be my neighbor. I don't know. Yeah, you're damn right it could be. I, it could Hell, be my son. It could be you. <laughs> I live in Shelby Township. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I know I know all inches of that, that, this uh, area. Yes, you know every inch of this area. You could find that guy just like that. Yeah, and I won't even collect the collector's fee. No, you can get that 150 bucks. It's like he, he probably sold him a chainsaw. No. I, uh, yeah. Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even connect. Did you sell the doggone thing? Oh, no, no. I, I it, It's it's just silly. It's just trying to... I, <laughs> I'd punch you if you did that. No, I, 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 I sold it. I got your money. I'm going to give it to you tomorrow. I hope so. Because oh. we, we're starving here. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm going to leave it right there. I love you very much, okay? All right. You guys. I love the- you just as well. And uh, we're, we're going to be on the road tomorrow morning. Okay. Glad to hear or it. Tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, me too. I got I to gotta, I gotta cut the grass. Yeah, me too. Okay. Or, or my wife, uh, she, she's the one that does the cutting. All right, Dad. I love you. Okay, very good. I will talk to you guys uh, then. All right, thank you. I love you. All right, and audience, you are the greatest, and I love you all dearly. They know that. They, uh, they're, they're the absolute best. Thank you, Dad. All right. I'll talk to you when I see you. Okay, guy. Bye now. Bye now. Say bye. hello to you, honey. <laughs> yes, sir, I will. Bye. Okay, bye. There you go. Another rip-roaring edition of Deer Meathead is always brought to you by JM Synthetics. When you got to buy some oil or whatever lubricant you want, call the Lube Slinger. Uh, first, shop online, jmsynthetics.com, and then call Jason, 616-747-0233. Tell them what you need. It shows up on your door, and that's that. Wow. Uh, the idea that I'm we had talked about it, Earlier in the discussion about the money, the chainsaw, and then the question that Pellerito sent with all of those variables, Joanne immediately starts laughing. She knows exactly what is up. He does not, and we're just off and running. Oh, so spectacular. My God. Ah. Stevie says, Joanne's laugh is just what I need today. You're not kidding. That is uh, uh, singularly one of the funniest things in the world when she gets rolling. Um, Tyler says, I like how Joanne gets this, but he's totally oblivious. Kenny says, Joanne is killing me. Kate says, Joanne got that one right away. Yeah, and he's like, he, oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. That's his thing. Oh, my God. When he realizes that we're talking about him. Oh. Uh, Sarah Rook Ruck Oh, my God. I'm dying of Joanne cracking up. Uh, 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 not Diana. Uh, Joanne cracking up. Why did I say Diana? Cracking up at the background is amazing. Everyone text Eric. Don't forget your dad's money. Uh, referring to my wife as your honey. Uh, Dirk says, I'm sending you something. Should be there on Saturday. Okay. Thank you. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Man. Always uh, one of the highlights. For a lot of you, it's like the best part of the damn show. If I just did Dear Meathead, you'd like, hey, we can do that every day. Hang on.
Uh, excuse me. What's up, Brucey boy? This dog is uh, one of the most finicky creatures ever. It is always a struggle to get him to eat. You know, I've, I've detailed this before. Uh, wet food mixed with the dry food, a little bit of water becomes a gravy. Heat it up, actually spoon feed it to him. That doesn't even always work. I think he has like an upset stomach in the morning from time to time. I, I think he has a sensitive tummy because uh, I, we got through about a third of the food today and then he just stopped. He goes, fuck this. I am out. I don't want any more. Walked away. Said, I'm done. And the next thing you know, I go walk into the, ki- the kitchen and everything that was in his stomach is now on the floor. I'm like, Dude, come on. Whew. Okay. Happy birthday to Zaniac Eric C. Eric C., who I see walking from time to time uh, at the area, the hiking trail around the dog park. I see him with his beagle from time to time. It is your birthday. And your cheap-ass friend, Brian Momber, uh, said, hey, would you say happy birthday to him? He'd lose his mind. He listens every day. And I said, yeah, great. Okay, I will, but no free rides. Why don't you hire me on Cameo? I didn't say no free rides. I go, yeah, great. You should have me do a Cameo for him. Those are always even more fun. And then he says, yeah, I I was going to, but I decided he doesn't like the spotlight. I said, well. Well, then why are you asking me to mention him on the free podcast? Doesn't make any sense. I think what we got here is Brian Momber is a cheap fuck, and uh, cheap bastard won't pay me fifteen ninety nine uh, so that I can wish Eric C a happy birthday. So Eric C, uh, join me in uh, calling your friend Brian a cheap bastard. Yeah, he doesn't like the spotlight. Well. You could have said, don't do it live, because sometimes I do the uh, uh, cameos live. You, you could tell me exactly what you want me to do. Live, not live, keep it on the down low, don't keep it on the down low. Yeah, I think what we really have here is Brian just doesn't want to part with fifteen ninety nine. So, all right, cheap bastard. Happy birthday to Eric C., however old you are. I will see you walking your dog. Don't be a stranger, and thank you for sending me emails. Uh, with story leads from time to time and things like that. And saying hello. All right. Okay. Uh, Dear Meathead is in the books. I shared with you the wrestling video. That's good. We've got plenty more to talk about on the show. First off, though, God bless my friends at Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. If you are in West Michigan... Even if you're way far away from downtown Grand Rapids or where they are on um, just off 44th Street, you have a trusted source to get your vehicle repaired. And that peace of mind alone has people traveling from as far away as Muskegon or in some cases even further to get their vehicle repaired at Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. And what I love most is the first name basis you have with the people that work there. Whether it's Eric, Jamie, Megan, Bruce, 
or any of the other techs there. It's it's a family-run business. It's a uh, lady-slash-veteran-owned. The lady is a veteran, uh, Jamie, who owns the facility. And she's absolutely amazing. What a great, great business this is. So if you are in and around West Michigan and you have car trouble, call upon Irvine's. And it's spelled E-R-V-I-N-E-S. E is an Eric, R-V-I-N-E-S. Irvine's.com. Go to their website, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Something else that they specialize in, hybrids, electric vehicles, and, uh, well, you know, regular cars, too. Uh, 616-532-6600, endorsed by Carl from Who Are These Podcasts. Carl gets his car repaired at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. He drops it off all the way from Rochester, New York. Hello again to my friends at Cornhole America. Uh, For backyard fun, get a set of cornhole boards. And then customize them. Put whatever you want. Makes a great gift for a friend. Okay? Or a loved one. What? Let's say you got a friend who's the biggest Tigers fan in the world. You can get a Tigers logo put onto a set of Cornhole America cornhole boards. You can do it all online. Cornholeamerica.com. Serving customers all around the United States. Shipped anywhere. Okay? Uh, these are not like garbage cornhole boards that you get at any store. These will last you forever. Once you get one set of these, you'll never need another set. Okay? They will cost you more than what you pay in the store. But they're the best. Okay? The best comes, uh, you can get these for about 170 bucks, brand new with the Cornhole America logo on them. Customized jobs are a little bit more. Cornholeamerica.com. You can even get whatever you want sewn onto the bags. Go check out what they can do for you at Cornhole America and then ask about fundraisers. If you got like you're you're planning a fundraiser for, I don't know, whatever, something in your community, small town deal. Somebody's sick, needs a little cash for insurance or or whatever. You know, you hear about these all the time, fundraisers. Uh, do a do a cornhole board tournament. I'm sorry, do a cornhole tournament and Cornhole America uh, will help host that for you. Give you everything you need to put on your own fundraiser. Cornhole America. Dot com is their website. Uh, when I was talking with uh, Ed Ryan from Radio Inc., he said, hey, man, uh, I love how you are able to interact with the audience on the live stream. I go, yeah, that's my text into the show. That's my call into the show. That's the only way I can do it live. And... Uh, it works out pretty well, so thank you to all of you for always uh, contributing to the show. I might bitch at you from time to time, but for the most part, I love you. Well, no, I, not for the most part. I love you. I love the comments. Thomas from Jersey is getting a lot of pub today. He writes, Howard Stern or Opie and Anthony? Uh, I, I never really, really listened to Howard that much. Frankly, I didn't listen to uh, Opie and Anthony that much at all. But if I had to vote, I would say Opie and Anthony over Howard Stern. The one thing that always rubbed me the wrong way about Howard Stern was the ego, the arrogance. uh, Everybody sucks. I invented everything. The demeaning nature of him from time to time. Well, I mean, both those shows were demeaning, but to him, it was, I don't know, something, something a little bit more twisted. I I think that guy 
is fucked up. I think he's a maniac. And uh, I need to look no further than the most recent developments about him uh, hating on Ronnie the limo driver and uh, all of the bullshit he talks about him just because the guy wants to retire. Uh, Howard's just an asshole. And I and I uh, and everybody's like, oh, you got to respect me. Oh, fuck that. I don't have to respect shit. I think that guy's a fucking dick. I always have. He can kiss my ass, Howard Stern. Fuck him and his stupid show. And the fucking thing sucks now. Everybody hates his show now. Okay? If you want to get a good read, go to the Howard Stern uh, subreddit. And these are his diehard fans. They hate him. They hate that guy. And now he's taking the whole summer off. I mean, my God, what an asshole. Tarantula Farmer talks about Ron and Fez, Ron Pennington. I have sat down and talked with Ron for, um, for an interview I did with him about a, a year and a half ago, and he's one of the nicest people on the planet, Ron Bennington. Absolutely one of the sweetest, kindest guys you could ever find. There you go. All right, moving on. Where are we going now? Uh, an update on the pr- <laughs> that lady who caused that unbelievable wreck at the Tour de France. Oh, my God. So they want to arrest her. And if you haven't seen it yet, it truly is spectacular. A spectacularly horrible crash. I mean, it was a, it was a bad one. This gigantic peloton, and then the idiot leans out. With the stupid sign, the sign hits the the guy on a bike, and then you know, everybody the the pile up, the sheer mass of humanity. One guy broke two arms. He broke both his arms. Two arms. How many do we have? Six. Idiot. He broke both his arms. He I, and he actually finished the uh, stage though. The guy who broke both arms, and then he's like, "All right, I gotta quit for the day. I'm done." So this idiot, she wanted to say hi to her grandma and grandpa and uh, holds a sign out, guy falls, and then the, the cops are like, uh, we're going to find her, we're going to arrest her, and she's in deep shit, and she's going to be sued. Well, I think she fled the country. Uh, yeah, she is missing. They were trying to track her down. Tour de France Deputy Director Pierre-Yves Theroux told the News, they plan to sue the woman so that the tiny minority of people who do this don't spoil the show for everyone. So this is good. They're going to throw the book at this dumb bitch. However, reports are that the woman, who is believed to be a German, got the hell out of Dodge, jumped on an airplane, and is untraceable, according to CBS Sports. Tony Martin is the uh, German cyclist who hit the sign. And then the domino effect for the competitors is the cyclist behind him also fell. Is there anything better, though, than a hellacious Tour de France crash? I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, For the average person, that is the absolute best thing you can possibly see. All we want to do is see the carnage and the chaos. We don't get... Raise your hand if the if uh, if you wouldn't if when you see those you're like oh god I gotta watch this one. In a lot of ways, uh, 
I'm kind of glad that she did it because we're able to see the chaos that ensued when uh, when when Tony Martin wiped out and all those people uh, fell over the guy. It's clearly the best. In fact, for the Tour de France, you should have it be that uh, uh, one person has to do this for every stage. It, it would add a new level of competition to the Tour de France, knowing that at any one moment, a fan can uh, take a broomstick and just jam it right into the front spokes. You got one guy who that's his job. It's a, it's a legal maneuver. So the, this is the way you get really extreme interest in this sport and make it you know, over the, over the top in terms of popularity is have somebody who's got a broomstick and he's going to throw it into the front uh, front wheel of the Tour de France riders to cause this chaos at least once, especially the mountain rides, okay, where if you go down, you're going to fly off the side of the mountain. This is probably not going to happen. A lady appeared to hold the sign so it was uh, in view of the cameras, but it blocked part of the road. Following the crash, the tour uh, put out a public service announcement urging spectators, don't do this. Do not get a photo op. That was the opening day of this. I actually do like watching this for some reason. I'm kind of mesmerized by it. I'll start start watching the tour uh, stage, and then, um, I don't know, I just find myself almost hypnotized. I tend to fall asleep when it happens. But I don't know why. I just like it. Hey, how do you handle a cyclist in the road? Because um, there's the right way, which is the way I do it. And then the wrong way, which is the way you do it. And let me explain this. First of all, I'm sick and tired of you assholes getting so pissed off because there's someone in a, on a bike ahead of you. Okay. Um, whenever people see someone on a bike ahead of them, they immediately get enraged, even if they haven't done anything to enrage them because they're in front of them and they're going slow. There's a right way and a wrong way to do this. The right way, again, is my way. First of all, assess. Take a look at it. Keep away from this person. Ease up on the gas. Don't go flying up behind them. Okay. And don't try to do this. First of all, if you see a car coming towards you the other direction, there's a pretty good chance that if you try to pass the cyclist, you're going to be three wide. You're going to be car coming at you, you in the middle, and then this cyclist taking up however much space. Okay? It's not easy to keep that thing in a straight line, especially with cars bearing down on them. So, first of all, shut up. Don't be an asshole. And let the car that's coming towards you pass pass the cyclist and then you, who should be way behind the cyclist, then get in the lane that the car that was coming towards you into that lane and pass them at a nice, easy rate of speed. You don't need to rip by like you're some kind of aggressive dick. Please try to master this because the guy on the cycle, on the bike, you may not believe this, has a family, okay, and is just out for a bike ride. Now, when you see the Peloton for a group ride, this is even got to be even more careful here, okay? Enough with the aggression towards people on bicycles. I hate that shit. I don't bike anymore. 
but I used to. So I am like, whenever I see a cyclist, I'm like, I want to make this as painless as possible for the person on the bike because it's dangerous and these people have families. So seriously, slow down. Hang on. And let me tell you this. There's a group of people that exist who have diesel trucks. And this is what um, the diesel truck was actually made uh, in a way to just fuck with people on bikes because that exhaust pipe aims towards aims toward the side. It aims towards the side. So it's in the back of the vehicle and it aims towards the side. And it's like a James Bond weapon. And what these assholes do is they slow down to get right to the exact spot that they need to be. And then when they stomp on the gas, the way the diesel combustion works, big, thick, giant plumes of black sooty smoke come flying out of that exhaust onto the biker. They do it intentionally because they're knuckle-dragging twats who have don't-tread-on-me flags and Confederate flags and thin blue line flags and MAGA hats and they love Confederate statues and they're cocksuckers. That's what they do. Their dicks are about one inch long. Fuck you to anybody who does that, okay? I am sick and tired of that bullshit. I've had that done to me so many times. You're an asshole and probably a pussy, okay? Yeah, if you were a man... You would stop after you do that, get out and say, hey, I did that to you. You want to fight now? And you, but you wouldn't do that because you're a gutless twat, okay? I fucking hate you. Let it be known. You are the biggest asshole in the world. All right. Rolling coal, is that what it's called? Patriot Nick, this ought to be good. Uh, he writes, I'm of the mindset... That if you ride your bike in the road, you should have to register and insure it, especially if they're painting lanes on the public road specifically for bicycles. Register the bike? Um, all right. Well, we weren't really talking about that. Um, okay. Uh, I was more looking for uh, how you should behave if you see one in front of you. Who's the one wearing a skin-tight leotard to ride a bicycle? First of all, asshole, it's not a leotard. Those are bike pants, okay? Uh, if you would uh, actually do some exercise once in a while, you might understand that sometimes the proper gear is needed to perform the task at hand. Nick's the only stupid fuck who could take something that we're talking about and somehow dilute it with bikes need to be registered. Do you find that when people talk to you, you go off on a wild tangent and they're looking at you like you're crazy? Because that's what I'm doing right now. Nor is it a unitard, Justin. They're bike pants. Corey says their taxes pay for the road also. All right. That's where I stand on that. Make no mistake. All right. On to the, uh, the latest. Uh, the, I'm going to have to share this with you so you can see this. A transgendered person is the winner of Miss Nevada. Thank you, Dirk, for sending this along. Cataluna Enrique or Enriquez won 
Miss Nevada and will now be competing in Miss USA. Cataluna was born a dude and is now a chick. I am always uh, intrigued by transgendered people. I find my, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I find myself staring here. Whenever I see a transgendered person, I always, um, first of all, if I'm looking at them face to face, I can't, I have to force myself to not stare. And when I say that, uh, I'm not being mean. I'm being like, wow, I, 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 hey, I can see the dude in you or I can see the girl in you. I'm like that. And I am all about equality, but I am really intrigued by appearances. And you can see her right now, Cataluna Enriquez. There is no uh, resemblance to a man whatsoever. What you're seeing there is not Cataluna. That is Cataluna right there. Okay. She just won the big, uh, the big thing. She's being interviewed by this person right here. And uh, she's oh so happy. I, I need to pause it on her just to, so you can you can see just how stunningly beautiful Cataluna Enriquez is uh, in winning Miss USA. Absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. You would never know that this was a dude at one point. So I'm really intrigued by that. Uh, I'm the first trans woman and trans woman of color, and it's time our voices be heard. So we've talked about this uh, 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 quite a bit on the show when it comes to um, um, men who have become women, women who have become men. In fact, we talked about the bathroom thing. The Supreme Court ruled that uh, if you're a, uh, a born a man and you become a woman, or if you're born a woman become a man, you can use the bathroom that you identify with right now after the Supreme Court shot down the appeal by the lower court. Um, we have, you know, uh, athletes. We have the um, uh, weightlifter in the Olympics from, um, I think it's New Zealand, that will be competing in the Olympics, which I cannot wait to see that. I am so, I am hoping to God that, a, I, again, I, wanna, I want an actual female athlete to beat the one that is a guy. I think that's going to make for a hell of a matchup. I am so interested in that. Is it fair? Probably not. Is that the way it is? Yep. Does it make for a great story? Hell yes! And I think we need to focus on this. We need to focus here on the story. Do we really give a shit that it's not fair? No, of course we don't really care. We act like we're all butt hurt and up in arms. But at the end of the day, we don't really care that the weightlifter that was a guy is now a girl and is stronger than all the other chicks. We just don't care. You say you care, but you really don't. Okay? Uh, to me, there's no better entertainment than seeing the girls competing with the, the girl that used to be a guy. I want to be at one of these high school track meets where some dude decides to be a girl and race with the girls and all the other chicks are pissed off, okay? And then uh, in the outside shot that uh, one of the girls actually beats the guy who is now a girl, that's awesome. 
Or, you know, if there's some type of aggressiveness afterwards, high school girl kicks the dude that is now a girl right in the dick, uh, all good. You know, this is we are setting ourselves up for unbelievable storylines, and we have to acknowledge that. So Cataluna Enriquez, uh, pretty as a picture, born a dude. Uh, I've, I've looked at uh, the first thing I did when Dirk sent me the story was I looked up Cataluna Enriquez and hit images on Google. Okay. And I have, I have questions and I need them answered. I need to know if she has a penis and I'm not even saying that to be a stupid idiot. I, I, it's, 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 it's a storyline. Do you actually have, cause she could, she could compete as a woman with a penis now she'd have to do the tuck job and then that begs all sorts of questions the the whole idea of if she does in fact have a penis um does she does she tape it way underneath like when you're uh putting a snowmobile uh on onto the trailer you have to bungee it down do you have to uh you know like that dude in silence of the lambs tape the dick down underneath and then put tape uh uh, duct tape on the head of the penis and wrap it up and put the duct tape on your back so that the dick and the balls are going way down or does she just let it hang out i mean can you imagine if on stage at the miss usa pageant she's out there and she's in the swimwear and it looks like she's smuggling grapes my god so many questions and i and i'm for this i want this to happen i am with you Cataluna and anybody else that has the balls so to speak to be involved in an unbelievable story like this because you open yourself up to all sorts of criticism from these knuckle-dragging idiots in the world who say oh we can't have this hey, you know just fucking let it be nowadays this is the way it is the girls go with the guys the guys go with the girls everything's crazy cats and dogs living together who gives a shit there's nothing we can do about it. You can't stop this train. The genie is out of the bottle. Okay? My God. So, Catalina Enriquez will be competing in Miss USA with the chance to win. Oh, man. Can you imagine the uproar if she wins Miss USA as a dude? Well, as a woman, but used to be a dude. My God. Now, truth be told, people who go through this, if it makes them feel good, I don't care because I want people to feel good. And if they've had a tortured life, can you imagine the tortured life of wanting to be a dude, but you're a girl? I mean, that must be the most difficult thing on the planet. I cannot even imagine something that we would take for granted, which is your sexuality. And you actually have a desire to cut off your schwans, get boobs and be a woman. That's the only way you feel normal. I cannot even imagine. I've not taken a step in that person's shoes to know what that is like. So I'm always like, fuck, these people have enough problems. The last thing they need is some asshole knuckle dragger who drives a fucking truck, a diesel truck, uh, and, and rolls coal on some guy on the side of the road as he's biking, judging them and being an asshole to them, you know? And then you think about the moms and the dads of these people who are transgender trying their best to support their kid. And then, uh, you know, seeing that the world treats them like shit, you just want to lash out. Or worse yet, if you're the, if you're the person 
who's going from male to female or female to male, and the parents reject the kid? Oh, fuck. That is, that is some serious business here, okay? What's that organization called uh, that the football player came uh, was, was supporting? Remember this guy? I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. Trevor, Trevor Foundation? You know, the Trevor Project. That's it. That's an American nonprofit focused on suicide prevention among lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning youth. I cannot believe the word queer is cool. When I was growing up, if you called somebody a queer, that's a problem. You're going to the principal's office. And now I'm like, hey, I'm queer. I'm not even sure. I don't try to figure all this shit out. I don't, I don't know nothing about nothing. Uh, but, you know, I don't know what... Uh, I'm not sure what that means. Does that mean you're a little gay? Um, but anyway, there you go. So that's it. Cataluna Enriquez. Stone Cold Stunner. Truth be told, she wears a lot of makeup. Not really. I'm not, I've never really been the type to find those women that attractive. They look like um, dolls to me. You know, I'm more of the, well, I mean, ultimately, uh, it's all about the queen of the forest. You know, long red hair. My God. Uh, power-packed, uh, unbelievable personality in the sweetest, most beautiful, kindest face on the uh, on the planet of God's green earth. That's all I need. Uh, so, you know, when I see women like that, I'm always like, what the hell is going on with that? All right, I guess you're the winner. Uh, out of the blue, from the back of the room, Patriot Nick... Again, off topic, writes, could you imagine the tortured life of spending your entire life training just to be pulverized by some dude who's been a dude for 20 years but now identifies as a chick? I'm not even sure what you mean by that. Are you referring to, is that a, is that a, a, a knock on me? If that's your joke, it's, it's really misguided. It's shit like everything you do. All right. Um, Sarah says, Sarah's kind of a caveman, too. I say you compete with what is between your legs, not your ears. No, that's not the way it is these days. Everybody knows that. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. I can't go back without it uh, ruining the momentum of this show. Dirk says, whatever, you find Kamala Harris, Gretchen Whitmer, and Bruce Jenner attractive. Well, that's a matter of opinion. Uh, sorry if it doesn't line up with your view. I think Kamala Harris is a, is a fine lady. So is Whitmer, uh, Gretchen Whitmer. And it's not Bruce Jenner. It's Caitlyn Jenner. Okay? And uh, as a lady, she looks like a normal 70-year-old woman. She's an attractive 70-year-old if there's such a thing, but she has the advantage of year, tons of cash to make herself look attractive. What's wrong with that? All right. I'm drawing a lot of ire from all these stupid idiots. Enough. Just know that I'm right and you're wrong. Okay. Let's talk about Kim Jong-un. 
Okay, so everything on the state TV network that is uh, North Korea, uh, none of it accurate. But the story is developing because the the report is that the citizens of North Korea are heartbroken and worried about Kim Jong-un's health. Okay, now this is how screwed up North Korea is. Kim is 5'8". His weight is 305 pounds. He's going to die. He smokes heavily. He drinks heavily. Well, recently, he lost between 30 and 45 pounds by most estimations. And according to this story, the locals are heartbroken by his emaciated looks. You know it's a fucked up community when they want him to be 5 foot 8, 305 pounds. The comments were seen as an effort to boost domestic support for Kim's efforts as he grapples with deepening economic hardships caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, mismanagement, UN economic sanctions, and natural disasters. Our people's hearts ached most when we saw Kim's emaciated looks. North Korean state TV cited the the unidentified male resident wearing a straw hat as saying on Friday, everyone says their tears are welling up in their eyes naturally. The fact that they have to explain, our tears are actually happening on a natural level. We no longer have to fake the tears as opposed to those moments. Can you imagine living in a, in a, in a world where some of the folks that live there have no idea of anything outside of the outside world? I've talked about this before. It's like the Truman Show inside of there. In recent state photos, Kim's appeared to have lost a considerable amount of weight. Uh, actually, 22 to 44 pounds is what they're saying. He's 37 years old. His health is a mess. He has not yet uh, focused on a successor. You know, it's basically just the same family. How is, how is uh, North Korea a country? How have we not blown them back to the Stone Age? Because, true, we were at war with them. But, I mean, there, no good can come out of North Korea. Nothing. Brainwashed people, crazy-ass leader, building nuclear weapons. How is it that this hasn't happened yet? North Korea makes the Iranians look like uh, uh, benevolent and kind. There's been a family history of hard problems with, the, uh, with Kim's family. He's called for stronger unity to overcome what he calls the worst ever crisis caused by pandemic-related border closings. He's the guy who said that no North Koreans have had the uh, uh, virus and that it's just the closing of the borders uh, that has caused uh, uh, trouble. My God. So basically, he decides to do a little P90X or something. He loses 22 to 44 pounds, and the whole country goes apeshit over his quote-unquote emaciated looks. If that's what you called emaciated, my God. Chris says, I think he's been dead for a year. Remember that? We were talking about that. He, he may be actually dead. Incredible. 
All right. Good luck, Kim, on the weight loss, if you're still alive. Okay. We're going to focus on the asshole of the day coming up in just a second. Reminder that the Patreon is there for you if you want to get extra content of the Eric St. Show podcast. Uh, I make it available every day with the Patreon bonus. Not to mention, smarter than a former drug dealer trivia, the Insane Asylum, my uh, uh, music-driven radio show on Northern Michigan's Q100, which thank you, by the way, for the sh- uh, song suggestions. That will be a listener-driven uh, edition of the Insane Asylum. I didn't get to all of them because I had more than I could handle, but I'll be able to uh, come back to those on a later episode, so thank you. Uh, also, smarter than a former... Dr- I said that. And uh, sp- also lost Zane recordings Mondays and Wednesdays. Damn it, Mondays and Fridays. And then, of course, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Now, this week, uh, I reached out to Ben. I go, can you record today, Wednesday? Because I can't. I'm doing comedy. I go, how about Thursday? He says, I can't. I'm doing another podcast. I'm doing my podcast. I'm going to be out of town on Friday. I apologize. We will get back to the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast next week. I am so sorry about that. So I won't have that this week. But normally it's there. Five or ten bucks a month. Five bucks a month gets you all the audio. I put up about 13 hours of content every week on Patreon. Ten bucks a month gets you the audio archive and the video archive and the live streams. And, uh, more info at patreon.com slash Eric Zane, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Eric Zane, or just click on the uh, designated spot at ericzaneshow.com. I suggest trying it out. Put me on probation. If it stinks, cancel it. You get the rest of that month. If you like it, let it ride or convert it to a yearly, and I will give you a 10% discount. So what was $60 for the audio for a year is 54 What was 120 for the audio video live streams for a year is 108 Thank you so much in, the, in advance. Thank you to the people in the past who have signed up or signed up and let it go. That's okay. I appreciate you. Thank you. You've, you've helped move the meter for the Eric Zane Show podcast. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. How, how about it? No matter where you are in the U.S., with the exception of Maine, South Carolina, Arkansas. Damn it. Not Arkansas. I don't know where my brain is right now. Let me try that again. Maine, South Carolina, Alaska, and Hawaii. Otherwise, reach out to Mario about a mortgage. Whether it's a refi, first time, whatever it may be. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Click on the link on the Eric Sancho podcast website, and you can go right to it or just uh, or send them in uh, or reach out to him via the phone, 231-332-6505. Reach out if you need a mortgage. Last but not least, Rick at TC Paintball invites you to book a paintball event. Today is Little League Day at TC Paintball. Get started at 5 p.m. More information at tcpaintballgr.com. When it comes to the Little, the, uh, little League, uh, you get in there, they use the low-impact equipment, so that doesn't really sting the kids. You know, sometimes you take a hit with a paintball, and you go, ah! But if the kid's looking to get into paintball, all right, you what you do is you sign up for the Little League, and then they're using the low impact uh, uh, weaponry, and it just it it's fun, and they uh, there's no experience needed for kids eight to twelve years old. Wednesdays at five p.m. Twenty five bucks per player. It includes the rental gear, the paint. I mean, five hundred paintballs, the mask, and the gun. 
So get the kids together for the low-impact paintball Little League. If they graduate to the next level, then they'll start to bring in the heavy artillery. And then you might have a paintball player in your life. For the kids who spend way too much time playing video games, this is for them. Get them moving at TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com. We have a paintball event coming up August 8th. That is a Sunday. Did we start at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. in the past? I think it's 6, but I can't say for sure. Rick, what did we do? Was it 5 or 6? Anyway, we'll be starting at one of those times. We'll have a pizza party beforehand and then off to the field for paintball outdoors at TC Paintball. What was a $48 reservation is $35 for Zaniacs at my paintball party August 8th. I'll be there. You play against me. We'll divide the teams and have a great time. Uh, RSVP, this is how we do this. You must send me an email, subject line, paintball, subject line, RSVP, doesn't matter. If you're coming to the paintball event, August 8th, even if you think I know that you're coming, send me the RSVP. Uh, I think, who has sent me their RSVP? I think Dale and his family, and there might have been one other. So even if you're regular and you just think, oh, he knows I'm going to come, send me, I need to know. I want to get a, a clear number as to who's coming. Andrea sent me an RSVP, too, I think. I don't know. I'm losing my mind. Thanks to Rick at DC Paintball. All right. Tyler says, I thought it was five. I think you're right on that. Uh, all right. The asshole of the day. Who is it going to be uh, this time around on the show? The asshole of the day is brought to you by... My friends at uh, JM Synthetics, Jason Mays, and TC Paintball. Wreck at TC Paintball again. By the way, on the um, Patreon today, I cannot wait to share with you a clip of Chuck Schumer. This is why, okay, you may not like his politics, but he handled this so expertly when some woke uh, 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 millennial approached him at some pride event. Chuck walks up. He's got his rainbow button. And some loser says, can you weigh in on Britney Spears? Which, what the fuck? Of all the questions, he could have he said, uh, not right now, which would have looked bad. He could have said, uh, no, he could have said like me, I side with the dad, which is the correct thing to say. Everybody would have hated him if he said that. Uh, what he said um, and what he's going to end up doing are two entirely different things. I'm going to play the clip for you on Patreon and then talk. I mean, say what you will about his politics. I, I don't agree with hardly any of his politics, but I'll say this about him. He's brilliant as to how he handled this because this uh, a snot-nosed millennial goes, Oh, my God, you're an amazing politician. You're brilliant. Just horse shit. Well, you wouldn't believe this. I'm going to play that on the Patreon for you. Oh, my God. These millennials are... I, I didn't even think it was a millennial. I think it was younger than a millennial. What is uh, what is younger than millennial? Because the millennials are in their 30s now. Right? Is it uh, Generation Z? What's it called? <laughs> Dirk goes, he's a lying piece of shit. <laughs> lying, pandering piece of shit. 
Rawr! Josh writes, asshole of the day is y'all for not waking me up so I could hear the whole show. What, what the fuck is that, Josh? Mouse in the pool. NFK update. Wrestling hilarity with Nick Cream. Zaniac Eric C. is celebrating a birthday. His cheap-ass pal Brian said, please give him a shout-out. A man... One Miss Nevada. Well, I shouldn't say that. I need to be appropriate here. A a person who used to be a man. uh, What did I say? Nick Cream? It's Keith Cream. Sorry, Joey. I get it mixed. It's not Nick Cream. Keith Cream. What a name. Keith Cream. Sorry. A a, a person that was a man uh, uh, won the Miss Nevada. Uh, below the millennials is Generation Z, the Zoomers. That sounds about right. Yeah, they are. Uh, I have a Zoomer. Madison is a Zoomer. And I don't know what the other two will be. What? What is the... Hold on a second before I do this. Age range of millennials. I need to know this. I got to figure out. Who's who's in what? Okay. Silent majority, age seventy-four to ninety-one. Born nineteen twenty-eight to nineteen forty-five. Boomers, nineteen forty-six to nineteen sixty-four. So that means my two brothers, Mike and Paul, three brothers, Michael, Paul, and Norman, are boomers. Generation X, 65 to 80. Millennials, 81 to 96. Okay, here you go. Jim was born in 95. Jim is a millennial. Jackie is a Generation Z. 97 to 2012 is Generation Z. So I have two Zoomers, a millennial, Jim is pretty much a a go-getter. He's turned into quite a self-starter. He works very, very hard. So do Jacqueline and Madison. Madison, I think, is the most Zoomer-like in social issues. Okay? Like uh, Like I walked into the room yesterday... It was a Facebook video when I was trying to get Benny to go downstairs, and I walked into her room. And she had the incense burning. I go, it smells like pot. It smells like you. I go, are you smoking pot? And she goes, no, I'm gaining serenity because of the incense. And I'm like, oh, God, what a thing to say. Shut up. I'm in my space. This is my space. This is my serenity. That's my serenity smoke. What? Uh, 
Asshole of the Day nominee is Eric's cheap-ass friend from Kenny. Asshole of the Day, Day nominee, Eric, for not paying his dad the $150. Asshole of the Day nominee, uh, uh, us, the live stream chat folks that made you retell the hamster story. All right. So where was I? Cataluna Enrique. Talked about her. The crazy German bitch who destroyed all the driver's dreams in the Tour de France. We had my dad and Joanne on. We talked about Kim Jong-un. Hmm. Asshole of the day. Oh, God, I don't know, man. Mm, no, I can't say Brian M. for not buying the cameo. I would say I'm a bigger asshole for forgetting to send my dad his money. Uh, yeah, I got I to gotta do this. Asshole of the day. Uh, a two-time award winner, two-time in short order. I think two times in three days. A Tour de France, Tour de Tour de France bitch, for now being on the lamb for wrecking the wrecking the Tour de France again. We didn't really have too many strong assholes today. Everybody seemed to be behaving quite well, at least to some degree. Not enough to warrant the asshole of the day. So that's where we're going to leave that. Josh says, I'm 1985 and do not consider myself to have the millennial qualities. Yeah, but you're a millennial. I mean, it's not like, unless you're looking at this like the, uh, uh, you know, like if a person is a man but says, I I identify as a woman, is that what you're doing there? That seems like a pretty millennial thing to do. You're, You're identifying as something else. What do you do? What are you identifying as, Josh? It says here, nineteen eighty-one to nineteen ninety-six is a millennial, and you're telling the world that you're not a millennial. You're absolutely a. Are you identifying as a boomer? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, and you're a, 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 a cone-tittied bitch anyway, so it doesn't matter. Okay, identify as that because that's what you are. All right, what do you think of that? All right, folks, thanks a lot. I appreciate you so much. I'll be on the uh, Patreon a little bit later on, about 51 minutes from now. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Have a good one, folks. Till next time, bye-bye. Bruce is on his back again. <laughs>